Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, leaders, welcome to episode 54 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name's Jeremy, and before I get to anything, let me just say this Happy New Year. I'm not sure when you're stumbling upon this episode or when you're listening, but at the time of this recording, it is January 2023. That's right, a brand new year, a fresh start. We've wiped the slate clean, so to speak, and this is an opportunity every year to maybe establish some new habits, some new goals, new rhythms, and so that is why I'm so passionate about this particular topic today. I want to talk to you for the next few moments about the power of habit. Now, let me get right into this. So we're going to get to a bunch of different things. But before we get to any of that, let me just share a little personal story, let you into my childhood. I'm not completely sure when or or where it all started, but from as early as I can remember, I've always kind of lived by the mantra of work now, play later. Work now, play later. I was that kid in elementary school. Yeah, this was me who, as soon as I got home from school, now you can laugh at this, but my books were out on the kitchen table and I was working to get my homework done. Now, as as much as the mocking, you know, would take place by my siblings or others, even friends, I had one goal in mind. And the only reason I was doing this was so that I could get out in the driveway on the street and be playing road hockey as quick as possible without having to have that lingering, nagging voice in my head, knowing that at some point I'm going to have to go in and get that homework completed, get that stuff done. So I just knew I'd far rather get it done now, not have that lingering in the back of my head and being able to hang out as long as I possibly could and not have to go home early at night in the middle of a road hockey game because my homework wasn't done yet. And I I have literally been living this out ever since. I mean, I can remember one of my siblings, I won't say which one, I've got a couple sisters, but um, she would literally be at the table on the flip side of that weekend on a Sunday night having to get that assignment done, having to work late, stay up late because she had procrastinated all weekend. And well, meanwhile, mine was done and I could go to bed, relax, laugh a little bit, send the mocking back her way a little bit that she had, you know, delivered to me maybe on that Friday after school. Now I could dish it kind of back out to her on this Sunday. And I've kind of been been living this out, this habit ever since. I was the guy in college running through the dorm rooms before final assignments were due or even during exam week, not having to cram to get mine done because mine was handed in weeks ago. I don't say any of that to boast. I don't say that even because my way is better than the other way. They still got their work done. My sister, she still got her work done. She actually got better marks than I did. However, I just decided early on in life that I wanted to make this a priority, a habit for me, that I wanted to work now, play later. I didn't want the lingering, nagging voice in my head all the time as I'm trying to enjoy things. And so I was never necessarily the smartest kid, the the best student, but I knew half the battle was just doing your work in a timely manner. And so I would work hard throughout the entire school year, whether it was in high school or even college. So when it came to exam time, I didn't have to stress. My overall goal was this, 
if I was able to walk into every single exam in my high school and college career, write my name on it, and leave, I'd still be able to pass the course. Now, obviously, I never did that, um, and that was not, you know, the the sole uh, purpose in doing these courses. I obviously wanted to do better than that, but I wanted to take the stress off myself knowing that I could do that. Worst case scenario, if I didn't remember a thing all year, I could go in there, write my name on the exam, and still pass the course. But it was the weekly habits. It wasn't just that achievement goal. It was the weekly habits of doing the work, completing the assignments, working now so that I could eventually relax, play, whatever word you want to use later on that would make this goal possible. Uh, so I want to talk to you for the next few moments, again, from the power of habit, from that title. Studies have actually shown that 40% of everything we do on a daily basis as human beings is habitual. It's, it's by habit. That means for a big chunk of our lives and days, we are on autopilot. And if we're not careful, we can so easily slide into autopilot without even noticing happening to us, which isn't even necessarily a bad thing if we've intentionally created the habits we tend to follow. Where it becomes a problem is actually when we become creatures of habit that are not taking us towards our goals and the dreams that we've set out for our life. So it, it's not a bad thing to be a creature of habit. I mean, it happens to all of us as human beings. It's, it's natural. But where, where it becomes a problem is if those habits, we haven't taken the time to, to intentionally think them through and create them, and we end up being creatures of them, and they take us towards things that are not actually our goals and our dreams and aspirations. So here's the bottom line. Here's our, our working bottom line. If you miss everything else in this episode, I want you to get this. Here's the truth. Humans are habitual in nature, but you decide if you're, going, if you're going to be a creature or a creator of your habits. What am I basically saying there? Let me unpack that. We're all creatures of habit. That means we're going to live by habits. However, you get to decide as a human being if you're going to be a creature, if you're just going to slide into autopilot and allow that, allow your everyday to kind of look the same, the whole Groundhog Day idea. If you've ever seen that, that movie, Bill Murray gets up, does the same routine every single day, every day looks the same. You could be a creature of that habit or you could be intentional about it and be a creator of the habits to ensure that they're actually taking you in the direction, the preferred future that you want for your life towards your de desired identity. Listen, uh, a goal, a dream without a habit is just a desire and a desire alone will not change your life. It won't change a thing. We all know people who have been saying the same thing. I, I wish I could be this. I wish I was 50 pounds lighter. I wish I was a reader. I wish I was, I, I had more time for people. I wish I was, a you know, you fill in the blank. We all know people who continually say that year after year. The only difference between them and somebody who becomes that is the fact that they've taken that desire and actually put some habits to support it in place in their lives. So as leaders, and that's who I'm talking to today on this podcast, you've, you've tuned in today because you're a leader, because you care about your leadership, you're, you know that your leadership really does matter. And so as leaders, we could be so focused on goals, visions, desired outcomes, but fail to think through and implement the daily habits that are actually going to take us there. 
Mark Batterson in his most recent book, Win the Day, which I highly recommend. Just a great read. I, I finished that book last year and uh, implemented some new things based upon that book and what he said. But he said this powerful quote in his book, which I love, and it's so true. He says, your current system is perfectly designed for the results that you're getting. Think about that. Think about the results that you're currently getting in your life. And and then think, are you happy with those results? Are you satisfied with those results? Because if you're not, then you need to make some changes to your current system. Otherwise, your current system is perfectly designed for the results you're getting. And what that basically says is you can't, you have to stop making excuses and uh, for what you're not getting and the outcomes that you're not achieving because your current system is perfectly designed for the results that you're getting. Here's the truth. The habits you deliberately incorporate into your everyday routine actually hold more power than your goals do. Wow. That is so big and a truth that I'm really learning in my own life. Um, I, I've been learning this over the past year that, you know, we, we have achievement goals sometimes, the things that we set out and we'd love to do this. You know, let's say you want to run a marathon. That's an achievement goal. I want it by such and such a date. I want to have run a marathon. It's a great goal. However, it's the habits that you that support that achievement goal that are actually become much more powerful and are way more important in you achieving that goal than the actual goal itself. And it's the habits that you put in place to ensure that you're going to be able to run that marathon, whether it be running, you know, five times a week for 20, whatever the case may be. It's those habits that actually have the power to change your life. Why? Because habits become disciplines. Listen to this. You may want to jot this down or make a little voice memo in your phone if you're listening wherever you are today. Habits become disciplines. Disciplines build your character and your character actually determines your destiny. Your character actually determines where you end up in life, where you go in life. So what? You might be thinking, okay, that's great. But what does that mean? This means that your habits, good or bad, are so powerful that they are all taking you in a certain direction. But each of us can decide the direction by creating the habit versus just being a creature of our habits. So what should we do? Great question. Where do we start with this whole thing? What, what do we do with this? Well, I think it'd be an excellent use of our time for this episode and this podcast if each of you kind of left this episode intentionally creating a new habit or two, or at least thinking about it, at least taking some time, maybe putting it in your calendar to take some time to reflect on your current habits. And maybe starting there would be a great place to start. Uh, but before we even go there, we, we need to back up a little bit before we get to how to develop a new habit. We need to start with a couple more philosophical questions. Otherwise, your habits just simply aren't going to stick. And we all know people who set out strong in the early year. I love January. Makes me laugh every time I go into my gym to work out because it's packed. And then by February, it just gets less and less March, April. And it's like, where did where did they all go? Where did all the healthy people go? <laughs> every year, it's the same thing. And so they're simply not going to stick. It's not going to last unless you answer a couple philosophical questions. So before you build any new habits, you must to answer these two questions. The first one is this, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your why, if you want to phrase it that way? What do you want to accomplish with your life? Why are you here on planet Earth? 
What do you value more than anything else? What do you feel called to do with your life? Like those are all supplementary questions under the, the main overarching question of what's your purpose? What's your why? And then secondly, also philosophical, is what is your vision statement for life, for your life? Like, what do you want to become? And this is way more important than what you want to achieve. And that's why I, I can't stress it enough when I'm talking to leaders, especially this time of year, when they're setting out to set some new, some new goals. Uh, I'm of the persuasion now, based upon my own personal experience, that it's way more powerful to decide and align your goals to who you want to become rather than what you want to achieve. Because who you want to become is going to, is going to translate down and filter down into habit goals versus achievement goals. And again, I'll say it again, habit goals are much more powerful. In my mind, they trump achievement goals any day of the week because they actually hold the power to change the trajectory of your life. You are heading in a certain direction right now, whether you realize it or not. Now, you might be intentional about that by creating habits that are taking you there, or it might be unintentional by being a creature of your current habits. And some of those habits might not be healthy habits. So here's, in terms of what your vision statement for your life is, here's an exercise to try, and it may sound a little bit morbid. I've talked about this on earlier podcasts, but you have to start with the end in mind. So think about your funeral. And what you want to be remembered most for. Now, if you can't answer that question yet, I'm not suggesting that you can't start implementing some healthy habits. But answering these questions, these more philosophical questions, are just going to help you stay motivated when the novelty of this new habit you may want to start wears off. So... Start with the end in mind. Start, think about that funeral. Think about the people that will gather to celebrate your life. Now, what words do you want them to use? This is what I call identifying your core values. What words do you want them to use to describe the way you lived your life? And once you think and make a list of maybe five, maybe six words, then, then you can, now you can start tracking, working your way backwards to currently how you're living and evaluating your habits and taking a habit inventory, which I'll talk about in a second. And you can start to figure out, are your habits actually reinforcing your desired identity? Because those core values are going to become your identity. That's who you want to be. That's who you want to be remembered by, for. That's what you want to be remembered for. Uh, These core values, these five, six words. Now you work your way back and ask yourself this. Do your habits reinforce your desired identity? You see, vision is where you're going, but habits are going to be the very thing that help you get there. And so here's a a couple other notable things to mention before we get into developing any new habit. And I have a bit of a list, like uh, a step-by-step process for that that I've used in my life. But before you get to that, just these are kind of one-off things I just want to ask you and talk about for a second. The first is habit inventory, which I just mentioned a moment ago. So before you go developing any new habits, you may want to take some time, sit down, and just list your current habits. Like go through a typical day, your daily routines, and list your current habits. Do you have a habit of exercise? Do you have a habit of eating healthy? Do you have a habit for intellectual or reading or learning and growing? Do you have a habit for spiritual growth? Do you have a habit for spending time with family? Do you have a habit for for rest? Do you have a habit for, like you fill in the blank and take 
take a current inventory of your current habits and determine any bad habits that might be wasting your time, your talent, or your treasures. Uh, I did this a while back. It was a couple years ago when I stopped eating food after supper at night and doing some intermittent fasting. And it just was healthier. It helped me get healthier sleep and not have my sleep broken up in the middle of the night because my digestive system is working overtime. It allows my digestive system to rest as well, which means better sleep, which means a healthier me in the morning. And so that all happened because I took some inventory of my current habits. And one of the bad habits I realized was that I was doing a lot of eating junk after supper, from supper until bedtime. And so I cut that out of my life, five days a week. Now on the weekend, I give myself a break, I relax, I celebrate. But during the week, five days a week, I do not eat after supper, intentionally, because it was a bad habit I wanted to erase. And that all happened by taking inventory of my current habits. So whatever that might look like for you, take some time. Again, maybe put it in your calendar, maybe an hour the next few days, where you're going to sit down, go through a typical day, and list out all the things that are kind of habitual, that you just kind of do without even thinking about anymore. And uh, put some social media in there, or even how much time you spend watching TV, or listening to music, or none of these things are bad. It only becomes bad when you establish that it's bad and taking you away from your desired identity. Is Are these habits helping you uh, reinforce your desired identity. That's what you have to ask. That's what determines and is the, the litmus test for determining whether a habit is a bad habit or a good habit. Is it taking you toward your desired identity? Period. All right, then you got to do the math. Every habit, whether you realize this or not, has a compound effect to it. Every habit. Every habit has a compound effect and this is powerful. When you put the right habits in your life and you become a creator of your habits instead of just a creature, you get to live um, under the blessing of the compound effect of your habits holding more weight than you ever thought possible. Um, there's, there's a book, Compound Effect, I've talked about it before in earlier episodes, but it's by Darren Hardy and he gives the illustration of a penny versus $3 million. If I were to offer you a penny today, or $3 million uh, today, a penny that's going to double in value over the next 30 days, or you can have $3 million today in your pocket, case closed, which would you choose? Most of us go for the instant gratification of the $3 million, not realizing that that penny is going to double in value to the end of that 30 days will be over $5 million, and like a couple million dollars more than the $3 million. And that's the compound effect of making small, smart decisions with consistency over a long period of time equal radical change. It's the same principle that is here to play with, with good, healthy habits. They have this compound effect to them. Um, in my own life, I'll give you an example. I've been thinking even about this particular podcast and the compound effect of me. I can have this habit conversation and the power of habit one-on-one -on -one while I'm eating lunch or having coffee with a leader or I can deliver the whole thing over a podcast episode and allow the compound effect to take place. This is going to go way further through this podcast episode because the audience is so much broader and so many more have the potential and the opportunity to actually implement these truths into their life now as a leader than I do than just sharing it with one person over coffee. 
And so I'm starting to reevaluate even the compound effect of some of what I prioritize and make time for in my own life and leadership. And that's a prime example. The final thing I'll say before we get into the step-by-step process of establishing some new healthy habits would be to put it in first. Put it in first. What, what does that mean? Something I've learned a number of years ago was to do my best to put my highest leveraging habit in my life as early as I could in my day. And the principle is this. Well begun is half done. Well, sometimes just starting, just starting the process is half the battle. And so when I put my highest leveraging habits in as early as I can, and I have a pretty intentional rise and grind routine um, that is habitual in nature, that I go through five days a week, um, I I find that it has just this, this again, this compound effect to it that, that helps me go way further, way faster when I get these things in early and often. And so I do my best to put my highest leveraging habits in as early as I can in my day, like as soon as I get up. And the rest of the day kind of takes care of itself when I do that. And so I did want to say that before we get into establishing and developing new habits, I wanted to say that first. So let's get into um, how to establish uh, some some new habits and and just being mindful of the fact that we want to be creators of our habits instead of creatures so you've taken a bit of an inventory that's let's assume you've taken some inventory you've decided to stop doing some of your unhealthy habits now you're ready to move from being a creature to a creator so what does that look like and before i even start this i I do want to just remind you last year at this time we talked about goal setting that works and we had kind of a two-part series episode um Episode 37, I believe, was entitled Goal Setting That Works. And you may want to go back and have a listen to that because in there I did talk about achievement goals versus habit goals and setting both. There's there's two types. But again, as I'm learning and growing, I'm evolving even in this podcast. And I would say looking back now over the, my past year, I'm now leaning into my habit goals way more than achievement goals. I'm not as nearly as concerned about my achievement goals as I am about the habit goals that I have because I know the power of habit to change the trajectory of my life. And so I'm way more consumed with habit goals as I begin 2023 than I've ever been before because I just know the power they hold. So step one, you got to commit. So before anything else, you've got to declare what is the habit that you're going to start and write it down. And don't forget that piece, writing it down. It's so crucial that you actually write it down. Here's here's the truth. Uh, Statisticians tell us that just writing it down increases achievement by 42%. 42% just by writing it down. Wow. I know um, in, in, in my... In my goal I had a few years ago, I wanted to establish a new habit of of getting up at 5 a.m. And the first thing I wanted to do under the commitment side of that new habit was to write it down. And so I wrote it down. Why? Because it made me accountable to it. It wasn't just this thought I had that I hadn't really shared with, with anyone. It was like I made myself accountable to it by just merely writing it down somewhere. I had this goal. And I can honestly say I've been way more efficient in in fulfilling that new habit because I decided to write it down. 
Now, remember, this can always be tied back to a goal, but a goal without a habit is just a desire for change, and you won't change your life until you change something you do daily. Ooh, that was worth saying again. You won't change your life until you change something you do daily. Again, achievement versus habit. Habit holds way more power. So you got to commit to it. Commit to it. Write it down. Tell someone about it. Hold yourself accountable. Get an accountability partner who can hold you accountable. But commit to it. That is the first step. What is the healthy habit you want to commit to? The second thing. You got to know and write your why. This goes back to the philosophical side we talked about a moment ago, those two steps of knowing your purpose and knowing your vision statement for your life. You got to know and write your why. Why why is this so important? Because it's the motivation for your new habit and how it benefits you and others. You got to know why you're actually doing this. Because if you don't know your why, if I don't know my why of why I'm getting up or why I want to get up at 5 a.m., The moment the novelty of that new experience wears off, guess what? I'm going to give it up. I'm going to sink back into just being a creature of habit and sleeping in or letting the snooze button go five, six, seven, eight times rather than being a creator of my habit because I haven't come up with a solid why, my solid motivation to get me out of bed at 5 a.m. Your why is more powerful when it's attached to your identity versus just a goal. See, let me give you an example. I get up at 5 a.m. Here, here's what I've, my why for 5 a.m. I get up at 5 a.m. because it's what effective, efficient leaders do. See how I, that's wrapped up in my identity? I'm making the assumption my identity, my desired identity is to be a, an efficient, effective leader. And this is what I believe efficient, effective leaders get up at 5 a.m. So it's now attached to an identity piece rather than just this pie-in-the-sky idea, this this random hope and dream of of becoming a leader who gets up at 5 a.m. It's now attached to a desired identity that I have, which is to be efficient and effective as a leader. So, And this habit of getting up at 5 a.m. reinforces that desired identity. And this is so, so critical, so important in continuing with your habit when it gets tough and it's not easy because the novelties wore off. So that's step two, know and write your why. The third thing, identify the cue. You got to identify the cue. Here's what I mean by that. You need something that gets you going every single time you're about to perform the habit. Initially, after a while, this will just become who you are and you won't even think twice about it anymore. But initially, you've got to have that cue that kind of, some people call this a trigger, some people call it a true a cue. Regardless of what you call it, you've got to have that thing that gets you performing the habit. It could be the time of day. It could be a certain location that kind of cues you. Oh, I'm sitting in this chair. Now I read. That's what I do when I'm in this location. It could be an event. But some, some actual performance coaches call this, again, your trigger. Uh, I don't really care what you call it, a cue, a trigger. What it does is it triggers you in your mind to know that, okay, once I'm in this spot, once I hear this sound, once I'm in this location, once this is the time of day, this is when I do this. So again, I'll keep using this whole 5 a.m. example, but going back to that, my cue, my trigger for that is as simple as an alarm clock. It's my cue that I get up at 5 a.m. When I hear that sound, it's time to get up. That's what I do at that point. That's how I identify this is time 
to rise and grind. It's time to start the day. Number four, rewards. This is the positive outcome that happens because of you performing this habit each time. And once it's developed for months and months, you continue to reap the rewards of this. This is the rewards. And so you got to think about that. What are going to be the rewards of you continuing with this habit? You got to know that. And sometimes you have to reward yourself along the way to keep you going. I remember initially when I was starting a new habit of, of reading like 20 minutes to a half hour a day, I would actually match that up with a with an excellent cup of pour over coffee that I would make prior to sitting down in my chair to read. And what that did was it gave me an instant reward an instant gratification because you don't always get that initially when you're setting out to read. But it was like, oh, I get to sit I, 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 because I wasn't necessarily initially looking because I wasn't always a reader. I wasn't necessarily looking forward to sitting down and reading, but I was looking forward to a nice cup of Java, a great cup of, of intentionally made coffee. And so I would pair that up with the habit so that I had an instant reward to match that up with immediate reward. And that was very helpful for me. So what is the reward that's going to come from this? What's the positive outcome that will happen if you continue with this habit time and time again? Um, So for me, 5 a.m., I started to see that I was getting more done. I was more alert. I had more margin in my life, more knowledge, more wisdom because of the rise and grind routine I was able to implement in my life. And everything that was included with that, that came with that, again, the compound effect to that was that I became just a much more efficient and effective leader by getting up at 5 a.m. That was the reward for me, and that's what keeps me going now. Now, before I move on to the fifth and final step I'll talk about, let me just say something about habit stacking. Sometimes it's helpful, and I've done this with my rise and grind routine, and I may unpack that a little more in an upcoming episode, but um, is to, to stack a difficult habit with another habit that's kind of already ingrained in your mind. I've got a new habit I just started this year in 2023 and I'm, I'm now understanding the whole idea because this isn't necessarily an easy habit to continue. So I match it up with something I already do that without thinking about it's called habit stacking. So I pair it up with another habit that I've been doing for years and I, I kind of tack it on, I pile it on so that this is just another thing I do right after that, immediately following that. So it's not this hard thing that I have to find time for in my life anymore. I've actually stacked it with another habit that's been a part of my life for a while. It's called habit stacking, which helps you with maybe a more difficult habit that uh, doesn't always have um, ease or um, doesn't always produce the the instant gratification or rewards that that other habits do. Um, so you may want to do that as well and give some thought to habit stacking if you're starting a new habit that's not particularly easy. Okay, moving on to the fifth. So we've covered commit. You got to know and write your why. You got to thirdly, you got to identify the cue or the trigger. You got to know the rewards, and then finally. Fifthly, and this is not an exhaustive list. This is just my list that I use to create new habits. The fifth one is evaluate and grow. And I've kind of taken this from all the reading I've done, the podcasts I've listened to, the research I've done when it turns to when it comes to, you know, productivity and growth as a leader. I've combined this, I've sifted through and made up my own list of five. I could go through other people's lists. There's great books out there, resources. 
Atomic Habits by by James Clear would be a great start if you're thinking about getting into some new habits and the power of them. Um, but this is kind of my list. So I want to say that before I, I close this off, just so you know how I've come up with this. The final one is evaluate and grow. And I really can't stress enough that you don't leave this out because this is a very important step that we often forget or we get so consumed with life. We get moving. But what can happen over time is we can what what I call habitual drift, where we kind of drift if we don't take time to check back in. Things can drift and we can subtly, slowly drift away from maybe some of the habits we wanted to create in our lives. And so from time to time, it's very helpful, very important step to track along and see how it's going. You may want to do this through a journal or maybe at the end of the year. I, I usually, you know, November, December is a great time to look back over the year and kind of evaluate the habits that I've been doing that particular year and see what it's been doing for my life. And there's all sorts of various opinions on how long it takes to develop a new habit. Um, years ago, I heard the, the number 21 days. I don't know who comes up with these numbers, but I heard 21 days to establish any new habit. Um, but, you know, the, I actually believe it's, it's probably closer to three times that amount, more like 66 days or, or not to put a, a specific number on it, but it'd be up there in the 60s. Um, so I, I really think it's important that you track the days that you've done it and see how long it takes for you because everybody's different. But see how long it takes for you for it to become second nature to you, where you don't really think about it anymore. And it's helpful to evaluate because you might need to make some tweaks or adjustments along the way as you go. But at the end of every year, I want to encourage you to take some time to write out your core values. Write down your core values and go through your habits and see, ask yourself this question, if your habits are reinforcing who you want to become. Again, this goes back to knowing your purpose and, and vision you have for your life. Who do you want to become at the end? When they're standing there celebrating your life, what do you want them to say about you and your eulogy? How do, they want, how do you want people to describe you? So start there at the end of the year. Take some time. Sit down. List out those words again, your desired identity, and then ask yourself. Go back and look at the habits you've you've intentionally put in your life that year, are they reinforcing your desired identity? And if they're not, then again, it's a great time to make some adjustments, to evaluate, to tweak, and be ready for the following year, January, to start with some more intentional efforts behind those habits that are going to take you toward that desired identity. Again, we all have the opportunity to be a creature of habit, or you can be a creator of your habits. So let me end with, with just uh, an example, and I've talked about reading a number of times on this podcast, so forgive me for using this example, but it's, I want to show you, kind of pull it all together with this final story from my own personal life and just tell you the power of habit. A number of years ago, I, I had a horrible goal, and it was more of an achievement goal than it was a habit, and it really had no habit attached, and it was basically to read 12 books was the goal. I want, I had set out, I think it was 2019, might have been 2018, doesn't really matter. But the goal was I want to read 12 books this year. And up to this point, I hadn't really been that much of a reader. Up to that point, my my goal was always every year I want to read more books than, than the previous year, which is even a worse goal than, than reading 12 books. 
regardless, I, I put this in place 2018, 19, whenever it was. And uh, this time I, 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 instead of having no habits attached, this time I decided I'm going to put some habits to that. And I'm going to start reading to make sure I can establish and reach this goal of 12 books this year. I'm going to put a habit in my life of reading 20 minutes a day, five days a week. And I started using Audible and and using that as a resource to make it more attainable and achievable. And in 2019, I read 11 books. Now, it wasn't quite the goal. I didn't hit the achievement of 12 but man, it was more books than I had read in the previous number of years because what would happen is I'd read two or three books, I'd order many more, and I'd start more books than two or three, but by halfway done, I would put them down and pick up another book. I'd kind of have book ADHD, and I was never a finisher of my books. And But this year, I read 11 books, which was a huge achievement for me, even though I didn't reach 12. It was still massive. Um, and again, was way more books than I had read in previous years. But the cool part about this, and this is what I, re- I really want to show you the compound effect, is that one of those books was actually the 5am club, where I read about all kinds of crazy high leveraging habits. I learned about the, the total bubble of total focus. I learned about the 90-91 and some of these things we've talked about in earlier episodes. I learned about the 60-10 principle. I learned about the 5TT, the five tiny targets each day. And one of these was getting up at 5 a.m., which has changed my entire life. You see, because one of them was getting up at 5 a.m., it changed my entire morning routine. And to the point where I now have established a rise and grind routine and I have various things that I input in that routine before I even start working. It's about me and my personal growth and my health and both spiritually and physically and intellectually. It's all of those things. And I'm able to put that all in which are so, which leverages so much more than just flying by the seat of my pants. And what, what happened was I, I started finding more time to lean into some of the other dreams, goals, and visions I had for my life. And, and these desires were no longer desires anymore. They were actually habits. And one of those was to start I- investing in real estate and learning more about that and educating myself. And I've always been intrigued by income properties and just that whole area has kind of always intrigued me and, and setting myself up for the future and for our kids and and uh, it always interested me. And so it, it allowed me to now invest in that more time and listening to podcasts and reading books about it. And I became stirred. I managed in 2020 um, to to read and complete 16 books in 2021. Um, I, I managed to to read 20 books, and each year I just began read and just take every year I've just taken in more and more and more, and all under the umbrella of personal growth and productivity. And these books now, and what I'm learning and reading, and is is just stirring inside of me. This to to one of these books in in 2021 has. Um, birthed in me a desire to go back and deal with childhood stuff and wounds, and, which make me a better leader today. And, and the compound effect of property investment and what we've been able to do personally in our own life, which we never thought uh, we'd ever have the opportunity to do. But because of that, that simple habit of getting up at 5 a.m., 
has changed, completely changed our, our financial picture. It's completely changed my emotional state and, and dealing with some of those things I've gone back and dealt with, which has been painful, but so productive. Um, all of these things, why am I saying any of this? Why am I telling you this? Because I want you to see that, that a habit goal holds way more weight and power than just an achievement goal. Because the, these habits that you establish and put into your life actually have the power to change your life. And this all started with a new habit of reading for 20 minutes a day, five days a week, which was birthed out of getting up at 5 a.m. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not suggesting you should do that. All I'm telling you is that you need to do some habit inventory and establish whether your current habits are taking you toward your desired identity. That's it. That's what I want you to get more than anything because I, my hope, my, my belief for you is that you would stop just being a creature of habit and become a creator of your habits. So my question for you is this as we wrap this up today. What's awaiting you on the other side of some habits that you're going to create instead of just continuing to be a creature of your habits? Yes, there are going to be days where it's easier than others to continue with that habit. But that's why you've got to have the right motivators. You've got to know your why. You've got to know your purpose, and you've got to know what the end goal is. You see, it's really easy to envy the success of others while ignoring the sacrifices that they made day in and day out to get there. The only difference between somebody that you look up to and aspire to be one day, the only difference between the superheroes that you idolize and put on a pedestal is that they decided to put some habits in place to get to their desired identity that reinforce their desired identity. So you have a choice to make today. Are you going to continue just being a creature of your habits and not pay much attention to them? Or are you going to create them so that you can one day become the person that you desire to be? Here's the truth. The longer you wait, the more likely you are to never start. So my final question, and I close with this, is what are you waiting for, leader? Now feels like a really good time to start. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's the power of habit. I'd love to, to talk, to dialogue with you further about this. So feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on socials at uh, PJ's Jam on Instagram. Send me a direct message or reach me through email or um, through my work website. Uh, you can find my email contact info there, whatever the case may be. I love pouring into leaders. It's why I get up in the morning and it's what I, I give my life to, to investing in the next generation of leaders. And so um, you don't have to ask me twice. Like I'm here to invest my life uh, into leaders because I, I really believe that leadership matters that much. And so it's why we do this podcast. Uh, I know that healthy leaders produce healthy ministry and I want you to succeed in life as a as a leader and as a minister and so uh, i'm here for you so until next time remember that your leadership really does matter thank you for listening to this episode of the leadership matters podcast if you've enjoyed the podcast why don't you take a moment and subscribe on itunes to ensure you never miss another episode until next time remember your leadership matters